0: You may think it's not possible to build a massive business empire out of a little more than a dollar and change, but then again, you've never met Sarah Breedlove. Welcome to American Esoterica. If History Class gives you the fast food drive through order, this is the fries left over in the bag, the essential stuff in between, the personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. She's known mainly by two names, Sarah Breedlove, the name she was born into, or Madam C.J. Walker, the moniker she took as the head of her company. For someone as determined as Sarah Breedlove Walker, however, two names maybe wasn't enough. With her own skills and instincts, she built a formidable international company and set a world record. But that isn't how her story began. Sarah Breedlove was born to a formerly enslaved couple in Louisiana in 1867. They had become sharecroppers after the end of the Civil War. Her parents both died when she was seven, and so she moved in with her sister and brother-in-law and began working in cotton fields. At age 14, she married, mainly just to escape the abuses of her brother-in-law. That union produced a little girl a few years later, but a few years after that, her husband died, leaving her a widow with a two-year-old at age 20. Sarah packed up her tiny family and moved to St. Louis to be near her handful of older brothers, who had all left the Deep South much earlier to leave racial violence behind and become barbers. She married again, but later divorced. She worked doing laundry for $1.50 a day and tried to attend night school. On top of all of this, she had been troubled with a condition that caused hair loss, and none of the remedies she employed seemed to do the trick. 1904 was the year her fortunes began to turn around, literally. She had begun both using and acting as a sales agent for another African American businesswoman's hair care products. She also began working on her own home remedies. And as her methods began to help her regrow her own hair, she realized that she, too, had a product to sell. Armed with her own products and sales experience, she moved to Denver in 1905 and began to market her own line of hair growth products with just a little over a dollar to her name. A year later, she was followed there by Charles J. Walker, a man she met in St. Louis who became her next husband. She named her business the Madam C.J. Walker Company. And it started as a family affair. She created the products and handled sales, while Charles helped with the advertising and orders through the mail. Marketing exclusively to black women, she prided herself on the quality of her products and the personal touch with which she sold. Sarah's business took off like a shot. And she rode the wave, using every opportunity to give lectures and demonstrations on the proper way to care for hair, which she called the Walker Method. She soon employed an army of other saleswomen, and she created a system that allowed them to earn their own financial independence through generous commission. Madam Walker, as she was now known, organized national conventions for her agents to learn about sales strategy and new products, and her agents were the face of a new form of empowerment. Her company continued to expand by serving a population that had been all but written off by the major beauty product lines, and by 1908, She had moved yet again to open a factory and beauty school in Pittsburgh, and moved again in 1910 to headquarters in Indianapolis, leaving the Pittsburgh location in the care of her daughter. Her success in business created discontent, however, and she and Charles soon divorced in 1913. By this time, she was focused on extending her empire to the Caribbean and even further. She followed her daughter in moving to New York in 1916, where she became known more for her philanthropy than her luxurious wealth and elegant upstate mansion. She gave freely, supporting any cause that could help black women and men rise above the barriers that kept them from thriving, such as the NAACP, the YMCA, the Tuskegee Institute, and more. Madam Walker was a patron of the arts as well, commissioning art from African-American artists and hosting concerts from black musicians. She lectured on major issues and rubbed elbows with famous intellectuals of the time. Sarah Breedlove Walker came to too short of an end when she died at the age of 51 in 1919. At the time of her death, she employed some 40,000 African-American women and men throughout the Americas, providing many a road out of poverty or difficult labor when few options existed due to racial animus. Her sales exceeded $500,000 that last year of her life. And with the value of several properties she owned, she was worth over a million dollars, making her the first self-made female millionaire anywhere ever. She went from just over a dollar in her pocket to immortal recognition in the Guinness Book of World Records as the first self-made female millionaire in just 15 years. Her daughter continued her legacy and used the fortune to support the Harlem Renaissance. And Madam Walker's products can still be found today in high-end cosmetic stores. Not bad from a poor sharecropper seven-year-old orphan from the Reconstruction era deep south. To become the first self-made female millionaire in history, Sarah Breedlove didn't just build a vessel to her own success. She became the rising tide, which as a child from the Delta would know, lifts all boats. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to talk about how your last 15 years have gone? Drop me a note! The address is yell at AmericanESoterica.com. More information on this show and its episodes can be found at americanesoterica.com